man, you all appreciate listening to us as we talked about getting clear on the tangle, particularly in moves three and four. Me and Ryan had fun talking about that, but we said, you know, we probably should call in a heavy hitter here, someone who could really get it clear for us. So today you're in store for a special guest. I'm not even going to tell you who it is yet. You got to keep listening. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Leading Edge in Emotionally Focused Therapy with your hosts, Dr. James Hawkins and Dr. Ryan Reyna. EFT is a dynamic model that humbles even the most seasoned therapists. Together, we want to come alongside you as you continually push the leading edge of your understanding and application of this wonderful model developed by Dr. Sue Johnson. All right, welcome back. We are so excited to be with you. We have one of my favorite people in the whole world, a dear friend and a, a true EFT expert. People use that word too often, but I'm not using hyperbole. Uh, Gail Palmer is joining us today. If you don't know Gail, uh, she was one of the original EFT team developing uh, EFT with Sue and others for so many years. And uh, man, what an incredible presence and gift Gail is to us with our model with ISAF. So thank you so much for being with us, Gail. Welcome. Oh, wow, right. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, I'm really happy to talk about this topic um, with the two of you because this is really the essence of EFT, the EFT tango. Okay, awesome. And uh, I just love to really just get some language of how you're seeing this. I know that you were um, around when tango was being developed and um, you know, tank, let's do a quick tango review. Tango one is, uh, I think in some ways the more complicated move with the tango, cause you got to get in there and find traction, right. To reflect what's happening within and between, uh, the couple and then moving towards tango two, where we want to distill emotion to a new, different and deeper level. And then the real show begins in mm -hmm. tango three, when we get people talking to each other. So we go from talking about this to actually actually doing attachment in the attachment channel. Tango four, we summarize, uh, I'm sorry, tango four, we, we process, process, process all the attachment material. And then tango uh, five, we offer a summary. So we want to zoom in right there, uh, Gail, with what you see, you and I have been talking about this. I had some interaction with Sue as well, that tango three, between tango three and four is a, a pattern we see happening with people who uh, I just want to say are really good EFT therapists and they know what they're doing and they're, they're highly skilled, but something happens there between tango three and four, where maybe the process and you correct me if I'm not getting this, if this language is not great, maybe we speed up at a mm -hmm. place where we might should slow down. What, what are you seeing happen there on tango three and between tango three and four? Yeah, I, I agree with you exactly, uh, Ryan, that, um, and, you know, I see it sometimes in certification um, tapes that the EFT therapist is really well aware of the moves and they know the moves. However, um, they're not actually following the music of emotion. And um, because the moves kind of take precedence over um, staying with the emotional experience that really oftentimes, um, you know, couples, partners will drop in, in the three, right? When they actually turn, they look at their partner, what they've been distilling and expanding deepens 
in that moment as they share it uh, with their partner. So being able to really massage that conversation and um, really start to expand what's happening in the three sometimes gets hijacked Mm. with uh, the move to four, um, which people can sometimes do in a very kind of mechanical way. What was that like for you to say that? What was that like for you to hear that? Right. And, 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 and interviewing them on their experience is a good EFT move, but it, it can, it can create a little bit of an exit. Um, it can take emotion out of the equation. Is that, is that a fair way to say that? That's yeah, no, I think it's a really good way because actually the person may go back up into their head and start to think, Oh, think what was that like rather than what, where am I right now? And Um, I think particularly when I say not following the emotion, when you see someone sharing in a three, you're, you may see just uh, what's happening to them in taking that risk. And rather than be sort of redundant and say, what was that like for you? You may want to reflect that instead um, as a way of deepening that moment. Right. I see you. Right. When you turn and you look at your partner's face, your voice starts to quiver. Right. Tears fill your eyes. And you say to him, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. So rather than move to what was that like, let's stay there and reflect what's happening in that moment. And it may feel like a one. Okay, let's do a one, right? Um, there's Sue's intention wasn't to make this a linear process, right? Um, just like the 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 tango, the dance, it's improvised following the music, and in EFT tango, we want to find follow the music of the emotion. Good. So the so the moves are very helpful. They're a guidepost. They're, they're a map, but they're right. not, they're not dictating move to move. Otherwise this would not be an experiential process. And exactly. yeah, and it's not meant to be linear. So we need to follow the emotion. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, is it, I'm trying to think about phrases that might be helpful. So let me back up a step. I'm seeing the same thing that you saw or, or you're seeing Gail. We saw this yesterday in a video by a really good therapist who's honestly very advanced for, for their level of experience. And so she sets up an enactment. The enactment happens. And the first thing she, her next move is to go back and say, what was that like for you to, to say that? Mm. Which again, I think is a good move. We just didn't quite finish the interaction. So I hear you saying things like reflect. Uh, Sue, uh, in an email that we exchanged said, we want to milk that, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we use a phrase called finishing the mission. You know, which is to say, I want to facilitate this relationship doing as much attachment orientation, as much sharing and responding as they possibly can in that moment. Is that that an okay way to say that? Yeah, no, that's a beautiful way because you've actually choreographed an encounter. And rather than move away from it by processing, let's stay with it and deepen it and expand it 
and help the partner stay in that engaged place and in that emotionally engaged place because it's the emotion that communicates right it's the expression that's on the face that's sending a a message to the partner but you want to really make sure it's clear also right and it's and it's fully um when when you when sue says milked i mean it really needs to be also repeated even for the messenger, the messenger needs to hear uh, it, their words repeated back so that they can really, um, you know, integrate what they're sharing. Um, and the listener needs to hear it repeated maybe three or four times before they actually hear it. Beautiful. Good emphasis on reflection there. It's a good lesson for me. Remind me of that tomorrow, James. Uh huh. I, I think <laughs> reflection really sat in when I got to be in core skills with Gail and I saw her kit. I'm like, there is something to this reflection thing, reflecting what's alive and happening in the room. You know, as you two are talking, what's happening for me, and I'm thinking about supervisees, and it's um, don't forget about what we're trying to do as EFT therapists. We, in a sense, are like, we are that attachment process facilitator. And so you've done a lot of work to get to this place, to really, to track the cycle out, to then distill it into a new, different, deeper place. And now you're the director of this moment to allow attachment to come alive. This is the experiential part. This is why it's kind of like our target spot. And then it's like, I like what Gail did, that image of attachment's going to happen. The moment, how many of you, when you say, could you turn and share? You see it happen. They they take the deep exhale. They shift their body. They, you, it's a, it comes alive. This is the moment. Harness that moment and really like, like I don't know, the image that keeps coming up. Nicola is a Jamaican and she makes good curry. And I love when she chops up the ingredients. And people have heard me talk about this probably on this. I program. haven't been invited over for that yet, James. What's, the, <laughs> what's I'll happening? get you in on that. <laughs> but it's when she starts applying the heat to all those ingredients, you get the essence of it. You smell it. You begin to even just like your tongue can taste it. So here, you've gotten into that choreographed moment. Sit, like what she's doing, the reflection is like applying heat to that experience. Bring mm-hmm. it all alive. And don't, like in a sense, like, like don't pull it off the stove yet. Cook the curry all the way so we can enjoy it. And that's what you're doing for that couple. You're getting the signal really clear and hot and alive so that emotion that wants to drive the attachment behaviors can not only do it for them, but it elicits the empathy center of their partner. It gets it hot and elicits it, but you don't want to interrupt that kind of cooking it and getting it hot. So I don't know. I just love the experiential way we're talking about this moment in that three, four channel. A lot can happen there. A lot can happen there, right? Because it might just be, you know, a toe in the water when they, you know, Mm. take the turn and share. And we want them fully immersed in the water. Wow, that's a good one. Um, because it's, it's like that moment of contact elicits a first response, but that can be expanded. And when we know our couple and we know, um, where they are in their cycle, we know, um, about something about the way they're seeing the other, the way they're seeing themselves, especially when we're in stage two, um, we can actually expand that to um, those, you know, models of self and other. Um, and it's in that, that 
emotional moment that they have access to that. Mm. Right. Um, it's only when we're really, you know, feeling that vulnerability that we can start to, you know, say things like, and I'm so afraid for you to see this part of me. This is the part I put away. Um, or I'm so afraid that you're not going to like this part. I, you know, I'm wondering, um, you know, are you where you are right now in this moment? And I think that that's something, a real choice point for me um, there before I go to four is who am I going to go for first? It's not automatic that I would ask the listener, um, what's it like for you to say this? Um, you know, when I can see the anticipation, when I can see that they're sort of hanging at the edge of the cliff, I will go to the listener first. Or when I'm not sure how that listener is actually receiving that, I'm going to go to them first. I'm open to revising this, but I'm a big fan of going to the listener first because my worst case scenario would be yeah. that their bodies were able their bodies were ready or even wanting to move towards comforting one another. And my question got in the way like that would be a worst case. Of course, I would never intend for that. I'll tell you what, that's a really good discussion though. Let's come back to that right after. We want to take a minute to promote the international center for excellence in emotionally focused therapy or ICEFT. ICEFT is the parent organization of all things EFT we would love to ask you to consider checking out their website. A visit to the research page alone is worth it. If EFT is your clinical and professional home, it makes so much sense for you to join us at ICEFT. ICEFT is a great way to stay connected with EFTers all over the world. And even Dr. Sue Johnson is on our listserv. You can ask questions on a email system. You can hear about trainings going all over the world. Please consider joining the International Center for Excellence in EFT. ICEF.com. All right, welcome back. So it's interesting, James uses the metaphor of curry. Uh, Gail, you talked about water. That was my metaphor too. Um, <laughs> so now I'm going to sound like a copycat. But I was just thinking sometimes this process is like taking this relationship and they're in the desert and they're, they're just dying of thirst. They just have lost the ability to have the kind of closeness that all of us long for that, you know, what we signed up for in their relationship. And so finally, the map that we're using in, in ourselves and the, the longings that are there for their relationship, we finally find an oasis that has this nice, fresh water. And that's where we don't want our map to say, okay, take a quick drink and we're going to keep walking. No way, man. Now that we've found this oasis, now that we've found this access, I think we want to expand, utilize as much as we can mm -hmm. to, to get that flowing again, to get the, the needs being met, the needs ultimately being connection. So I, I, am I okay to quote you, Gail, that a, a good tango might be several tango threes and fours, mm -hmm. or, or, or within three maybe might be a way to say that as well. How would you say that? Yeah, no, that sounds, um, you know, I love that metaphor because um, the way we're reflecting is also, um, holding the person that's taking the risk and also informing the person that's listening. 
Right. So when we might be saying, you know, um, this is something you don't usually do, right? You're opening up right now. You're taking a step that hasn't been the way you usually, you know, share. And right now, this is a huge risk. And you're doing this because you want to be closer, right? So I'm doing that to support the person that's sharing, but also um, to help the listener, like, tune in. Because they might be listening to different music, right? They might be listening to the music of the cycle, and they need help in tuning into the message that's happening right here uh, in the moment. Um, so the therapist is in the water, right? <laughs> or in the oasis um, with the couple. We're, we're not outside directing traffic. We're right there. Um, so I think that also um, helps us to stay with the experience that's happening as it's unfolding. Uh, and I think that, you know, it's hard. It's hard to go slow. Isn't it? It is for me. It is for me. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot harder yeah. for me than you, Gail. I'll tell you that. You know, I was just in a session like an hour and a half ago, and I remember being in a choice point, you know, and we're in an enactment and uh, from, a, from a partner to partner. And I remember going, you know, I really feel like organizing what just happened, which is, is a mistake I've done many, many times. And I'm like, nope, this space that we're in is the missing piece. Right. So they helping a relationship go from talking about their philosophy of the relationship or right. some sort of cycle inspired meaning uh -huh. back to, back to putting your heart in the game to, mm -hmm. to being willing to take a vulnerable risk. Mm -hmm. And I'm just looking at this couple and I'm like, why would I change the channel? As long as they're able and willing to stay here, let's keep playing those cards. You know, so I think it's important that that we reflect on that. Um, maybe even I don't know. This is maybe a little strong. Open for correction from either of you two, but I don't really want to leave that that tango three until the relationship lets me know it's time. Mm -hmm. You know, I think their body will let you know when the tolerance window has been met. For right. me, as long as they can do it, I want to keep doing it because this is the missing water. Does that sound okay to you too, or? I like it. I like it a lot. It's like, what did Sue say before? Like, use all of your clients' limbic tolerance as much as you can every session. Mm -hmm. I think right. it's there. And also, it's like retraining them. Like, this is therapy, right? Over a process, we are helping to kind of like retrain the system. And what I mean, I'm thinking like, you know, Sue's pointed us to Phil Shaver's work and Mario Michelanza, right? And they talk about adult uh, romantic attachment and how there's two parts. It's not just the care giving, it's the care receiving. When mm -hmm. you stay there, yes, it helps the, the, the one who shared to like, wow, my vulnerability can have success. But also, you're empowering and working with the system of the person who's listening to allow an empathic response to come on and really take root. So you are like in three, four, I think it is really hitting the heart of this is attachment correction. This is the bonding behaviors that we're trying to form right here. So if you're in it and they're doing it, it's kind of like, I don't know, in the sports metaphor, Every, if you watch the Golden State Warriors, they, everyone jokes about, you know, game six Clay or Clay in the third quarter. And what the Warriors know, when Clay Thompson is hitting shots, give him the ball. 
No one mm-hmm. else think about shooting it. Do whatever it takes and get Clay the ball. And it's and until he goes cold, then we'll shift. And it's the same thing with our couple. If they're in it, let attachment work. It's in their bones. Let them find it again and come alive and breathe and have some success on stage until they look at you like, I had one couple, I, I was able to do this one time. He looked at me at the end. He's like, so how was that for you, James? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, it was beautiful. And then we pulled out and did the move five. We summarized and extracted all the attachment significance of what they did in that moment. Great. Nice. Yeah. And you know, what I'm thinking about is, is also savoring, right? I mean, it, you know, when we get to that sweet spot, it is like sacred space. And, you know, if we let ourselves actually feel into it, we feel it. And sometimes it's silence, mm. right? Sometimes it's, you know, just giving space. Um, and in that, their bodies are getting it. Right. Because if there's too many words, um, they're going to st- start thinking. And so I'm, yeah, wanting to really give enough space um, for them to really soak in what's happening. Uh, yeah. And you've always done that beautifully, Gail. Um, and I've always been quite jealous of that. But that's a discussion for another time. But she, if you, she it, just did it. Can I catch it? She just did it to us right she, now. She did, did you catch that? She did. Gail is good. She, she just is. let that moment breathe. It felt so good. I want it. But if you're a chatty Kathy like me, there's hope for us too. There's a lot of different ways to do EFT. And, yeah. you know, you're in Tango 1. You're in Tango 5. You're in the first half of Tango 2. You, you can use some words. You see Sue use a lot of words at times, but not yeah. now. When, when the when the water is flowing that we've been searching for and, and dying of thirst, we really want to slow down and really use silence. Um, so let me come back and be practical, Gail, since we have Gail Palmer with us. You ready? Mm-hmm. So so that I'm not making any assumptions. I think we're on the same page, but I'm wondering if, if there's something more we can share with our listeners. So you're with you're in a session. This could be family or a couple. Not not so much with individuals right now, but you know, tango one goes well, tango two goes really well. Someone drops and has a shift and, and you expand, heighten, and distill. That's where you get a really, a really passable emotion. So you set up an enactment, you encourage them, you um, invite the partner to respond, you facilitate that, and that goes well. What's your next set of moves that you think about? What does what your brain populate in that moment? You know, because there's really several moves that you could probably yeah. do. Yeah. I'm just curious how you'd answer that question. Sorry to put you on the spot. No, no, that's okay. I mean, it would depend on where I am in the therapy or where the couple is in the therapy. Right. I mean, um, are we in stage one? Um, and, you know, have I d- just done a step three? Yes. And if I've just done a step three, then maybe I want to go back over to the other partner because I want to balance um, what's happening between them um, to then use that tangle to, you know, uh, as an entryway into another tangle with the partner. Um, However, if I was in stage two, I might go in the reverse, right? That um, someone has just done a step five, we've got a step six, and then I want to go back to a seven, 
um, with the partner. So it really would depend on where we are. It also would depend on, um, you know, where we are in the session, right? Right. Um, do we have enough time to do another tango? Um, would be, you know, or would it be more beneficial to actually just repeat what we just did? Right. And uh, help them kind of look at the progress of the session um, from start to finish. Those that's what comes to mind off Beautiful. the top of my head. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I just love what Gail just did right there. If you want to know how to integrate the EFT map and the EFT tango and where you are in session, that's a, that was a master class right there in yeah. <laughs> thinking about choice points in the clinical process. That was great. Yeah, and that's that's what we talk about on this show, which which is the term we made up, the three-way attunement. She just she just beautifully showed that, right? The attunement with self, got to pay attention to your own emotion, the emotional attunement with your client, but also the attunement on your map. You got to have some idea where we are on the map and, and sort of dial your approach based on all that. Those are all three really important. Which captures the essence of Sue's heart behind this. It is, improvis it is improvisation. There are some basic elements, skills, and steps to the tango, but mm -hmm. we are not trying to take the heart of the therapist out of, this out of the process or the heart of the client. EFT welcomes that part of you, aim that part of your client, so that way we give you the tango as a frame to help understand Sue and her team just like, Let's make this understandable. Let's make this more kind of like a place that they can be seen and come alive, but then be creative with. One thing I like about Sue is how much she embraces creativity from people. Um, mm -hmm. So she wants to give us structure, but she's never trying to take away creativity. For sure. So I want to go back into that spot again, just like we do in EFT. You know, so you're in, let's say, mid to late stage one. I would say that's where the majority of EFT sessions probably happen. You know, and, and Gail, you know, your moves have gone really, really well. This couple has a shift. They're, they're having the conversation at a deeper level, and the partner's doing pretty responsive, pretty comforting. Um, what are your indicators to say, let's continue to milk this, let's continue to mine for, for depth since we have this channel open? And then maybe what, what are your indicators that it is time to transition? Well, I think it's, um, you know, sometimes people are at the tip of the iceberg in terms of their experience and, um, and it's, it's brand new, right? They're actually uttering words or in, um, in a region of experience that is, hasn't been known. Um, so when it's brand new and hasn't been known, um, I think the more you stay with it, the more integrated it can become, right? If you jump away from it and start processing, um, people will lose it. They'll have lost that experience. And what we're wanting to do is create bonding moments in every single session, right? And if there, it's going to be a bonding moment, it's not only feeling it, but integrating it. Um, so if it's brand new, I would stay with it longer. Um, if it's more flowing from the, you know, the partner is really, um, able to, uh, feel what they're, they're saying, but also, um, it's co have, has a coherence attached to it. Um, that would say to me that I can move, right? Because it's clear, it's coherent, mm. and it's deeply felt. Mm. 
Um, so it yeah. feels like so, it feels like the task is kind of completed there. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I like that coherence. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so coherence is one indicator to you that I can move maybe to over to four. Is there right. any other times that tells you to go to four? Or maybe it tells you they've they've met their tolerance. Well, that they're actually feeling what they're saying. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes it goes the opposite, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. um, you you've um, done a move two, and then when they go to three, they've gone somewhere else, right? They've exited, they've detoured, they're actually back up in their heads. Um, so when you have that kind of response, then you want to be able to back them up and right maybe go back to two again um, or find out what's happening in that moment, right? There's a block that's just come up um, that needs to, and that's, you know, we always say a block is an opportunity. So that's, you know, opening another door um, to take a further step. So really, really key that you, you see that happening and you pivot your focus yeah. in that moment. You know, if the block is really happened, I've got to go attend to that a little bit. And, and not force yourself back through three if that's not where they are. Exactly. Good. Yeah. And again, it's kind of following the music of the, you know, of the attachment emotion that's happening right in front of you. And I think that's probably, you know, what Sue would say is learn the moves, learn the, the stages and the steps and then forget them. Right. Because if you're in there thinking about what you're going to say next you're actually out of the moment. Um, and that's kind of some of the challenge with giving structure, right? And of course, when you're first learning, it is kind of in your mind, right? What to say next. But trusting what's in front of you, um, because you can always come back out of the session, look at your tape, and then, you know, say, oh, okay, <laughs> this is where, what I missed. This is where I'm going to go back to next session. Um, you know, it wasn't, I could have done a four, but I didn't do a four. Okay. Maybe next time I can start there. I mean, I think that's the beauty of EFT, right? That w because it is an experiential therapy, we're creating new experiences every single session. And um, those aren't necessarily perfect. Mm. I like that. No, it is about experience. And so what I think the essence of what I'm hearing today, it is once again, you know, it's whether anyone that's kind of like really given themselves over to a particular craft or passion that they've learned to when they kind of arrive at a certain place in this hard work that they've done, to not mm -hmm. take it for granted, right? Because you don't know, like, it's like, hey, while I'm here, I want to, like, really revel in this moment. And uh, we as EFT therapists, like you said, we got to get in the water. And that means something. That means we bring our attachment system into it with our clients. And so in that way, like, there's a very honoring thing. And we've invited our clients. We, we go on the journey. We invite them on the journey. Like, when we get here, like, don't take it for granted. Like, really revel in these moments because... Um, mm -hmm. You know, don't just kind of like kick it down the road, like like really revel and take everything that's in these moments, because this is why they're coming to us. This is what the negative cycle does not let them do. And they might be, they might have forgotten like, oh, we really do have this in us. This is what made us fall in love in the first place. This mm -hmm. is so great. 
And so let them really like, as Ryan would say, if I want to tell you about my puppy, like really listen to me about my puppy. Like let them pet the puppy. Let the puppy lick their face here. Let them let it jump all over them and feel the relationship come alive again as best as you can. And then having these clear signals that you kind of gave coherence, they're really talking about the present moment feeling. You're seeing it on them. Like really let it do what it wants to do. This is the corrective emotional experience we're talking about here in EFT which is why I'm glad that we're kind of like, if I'm picturing the tango, like today we took and drew a big red circle around three and four and say, hey, something important is happening here. How do we get better right. at this? Yeah, and that's what Sue says. That's where change is right there. Wow. Right? I mean, one, two leads to three, mm-hmm. right? But the change is in three. Mm-hmm. Wow. And four, right? That's where the change occurs. So um let's not race away from it let's really um you know milk it as sue says <laughs> <laughs> right because yeah you know um it may take several passes at 3 um before it's really um you know deeply felt integrated and a clear message sent yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, that's how stage two happens, right? It's not necessarily with folks understanding disowned parts of self and, you know, it's in the reach. It's mm. in the ask that they, they, the change stage two change happens. That's the second order change is right there. All of the rest of it is a prep for that. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, cause we all know this is, this is a great problem to have. Right. I mean, we all know the pain of, of a relationship that can't really do much deep to, and, and, and the enactments are shallow or, or you can't get there and that's okay as well. Sometimes we got to be patient. We got to hang in there and sort of be resilient with them as we continue to organize and, and reflect and validate blocks and so forth. Uh, but it's also just as important to remember when you can get to this sort of treasured zone, stay there as long as we can. Series and series of enactments, if they can do that in Tango 3. So now you've heard it from a real expert, Gail Palmer, that you have permission to stay there and, and use the longings and the vulnerability the client has available that session. Gail, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank you, Ryan. Thank you. James, the hawk. (laughs) What a privilege to be with you both. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. We hope this experience helps you push the leading edge in your work to help people connect with themselves and with each other. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review. You can contact us at push the leading edge at gmail.com and you can follow us on our facebook page at push the leading edge you can follow ryan on facebook at ryan reina professional training and on his website ryanreinatraining.com you can follow james on facebook and instagram at doc lpc you can also check out his website doc lpc.com Thank you.